At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Welcome. Welcome, welcome in. Um, I, I I have nothing to say on the Bears-Vikings game last night. Nothing. It was a bad football game. You know, we'll talk about it a little bit later on in the pod. One thing to think about is this is why they protect quarterbacks. And, and I get it. Like, you couldn't protect Kirk Cousins from this because he tore his Achilles tendon. But this is, like, there's basically, like, 20 guys on earth that can play quarterback competently. And then there's other guys that play quarterback but not competently. And I like this line. I had this one on the radio show if you missed it. The backup quarterback is basically Cinderella. And the clock struck midnight on Josh Dobbs. And we were left with a pumpkin. If we thought it was a carriage, it was just a pumpkin. It was just a pumpkin. But I, other than that, I, I, got, I got very little to offer you. What I do want to... Tuesdays, we usually talk college football. And there's some fascinating stories going on in college football. Right? Mike Elko was announced yesterday as head coach of the Colt and Texas A&M. And then, you know, they did their weird cheers. And people were like, what is this? You, if you don't know the A&M thing, you're never going to get the A&M thing. And when I call it a Colt, it's because that's what everybody calls it. And I'm sure people inside the Colt are like, no, you don't, you don't get. No one is more loyal to their school than Axe. So there's got to be some cool elements to it. I don't know them. I don't see them. I know how passionate they are. And so I do, on some level, respect there's something I'm not getting. But that's kind of what it looks like. But there's the, where they get a hire Mark Stoops, and then the, the fan base made them change their mind. There's just a lot. There's the, hey, Alabama could have one loss and get into the college football playoff if they beat Georgia. And Texas, who beat Alabama at Alabama and also has one loss, would not be in. That doesn't make any sense to me, but that's college football. That, that's it right there. But, but the other part of college football is, you know, the transfer portal is open. 
and you're seeing all these quarterbacks and guys that got beat out or guys that didn't like it or guys whose coach got fired, you know, whatever. The interesting one is Colorado. And we sort of told you they weren't that good when everybody started to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit. It was a fun story. But to go from where they were winning their first three games, you know, everyone paying attention. The most watched college football games in years, not just in Colorado, just nationally. To go from where they were, toast of the town, talk of the of the sport, to now all of a sudden, you know, you lose uh, one of your assistants in Tim Brewster. Remember, they had changed offensive coordinators or play callers during the year. And then you have this, what feels like a wave, feels like a wave of, of decommitments, even though this does happen. And, and if you want to sit there and go like, wait, why? There's a lot of reasons the decommitments can happen. Now, part of it could be, I don't know, but they could maybe be waiting to take a commitment in the portal from a couple of quarterbacks or a quarterback, and that's why guys don't want to go there. But really, I don't see that the case. Shador's got one more year there, and then whoever replaces him, that's going to really decide Deion Sanders' future. Is Can you replace a star quarterback with another star quarterback? We've seen all of these programs fall off when the quarterback play falls off. But there's nothing more college football than how, how quickly you lose momentum, you lose recruits, you lose coaches like Colorado football, who could not have been more popular. It was a thing. It was Lynn Sanity, really, right? It felt like Lynn Sanity. And now the question is, just like Jeremy Lynn, can you stick in the league? Can, can Deion Sanders stick this thing out and, and execute a long-term rebuild? Or was it just, hey, we got your attention first couple weeks of the season. We'll do it again. We'll get some more transfers. We'll be a little bit better. And then we'll collect some money and then go find another place to do it. I mean, the the, the old book from John Feinstein was a season is a lifetime. This season feels like three or four lifetimes for Deion Sanders. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now... Here's Dan Patrick talking about the Vikings-Bears game from last night. At least give us the indication you're capable of scoring a touchdown. They had four turnovers. They scored three points on four turnovers. But uh, watching last night, I kept thinking, is anything going to happen? Because, you know, usually when you walk away from the TV and then you hear something and then you run back, there was I was doing other things. I never ran back. It'd be like, uh, and there's another punt. Uh, there's a turnover and uh, oh, and there's another punt. That's when somebody always when when you hear somebody say, boy, that was a great game. And, and it'll be because there was a great finish to a game. That doesn't make it a great game. It makes it a great finish. Now, last night was really neither. It wasn't like, oh, my God, that was unbelievable. Like Alabama against Auburn, that was unbelievable. The whole game was kind of interesting. Uh, that game last night, not good. But you could even tell when uh, Joe Buck and said, you know, that Joe Buck said uh, something like, and that's it. You know, that, and, and then <laughs> Troy Aikman goes, thankfully, or thank goodness or something like that at the very end. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was not that was not a fun watch. That was not in any way enjoyable. You know, and it's interesting that Tom Brady came out and Jay Stu, you've been on this for a long time. I, I just think this is what happens when we run one. This is why you protect quarterbacks. Okay, my takeaway is different than other people's. Like I just, you know, we, we on social media every week during the NFL, there's some super soft penalty for roughing. We're like, oh, that's not football. Okay. You want backup? If Kirk Cousins is playing in that game, the Vikings win and they look decent. Right. Obviously, they don't have Justin Jefferson as well. Like that changes them. They have both of them and they win going away. This is why you have to protect the quarterbacks. You just do. Because if you don't. And the other part is this is where you're stretched too thin with too many TV games. Right. Because Monday Night Football, that had to be one of the last picks of the weekend. Right. The most important, you know, the Cowboys are on on Thursday. You know, the Lions are on. The Lions had the Packers, and while the Packers aren't great this year and now they're creeping into playoff contention, they, they bring people, they bring eyeballs. So you had, and you had the Niners. So you had the Niners, one of the elite teams, and then what was the, what was the Sunday night game? The Ravens, one of the elite teams, one of the elite quarterbacks against the Chargers. So you get to kind of this is a week where Monday night football probably had the last pick of the games, and that's what you get with the last pick of the games. You know, you get, ugh. and then you combine the fact that it's Bears who aren't particularly good against the Vikings who are just okay, and the Vikings don't have their quarterback, and, and you have a really, really hard watch. I think this is just a case of you have way too many, way too many uh, games on national TV that are standalone, and whatever the last pick was, that's what you end up getting. This is Richard Sherman talking about what the Bears should do at quarterback after the season. 
Well, I'm with you, King. I, I, I think it depends on what you do with the coach situation. If you keep the same head coach, then you've got to keep Justin Fields because what's the point of bringing Caleb Williams into this situation? It's going to be the same result. I think you build around him. Um, it's something Andrew Whitworth said on TNF. You should build the defense up, trade the first pick, gain a lot more picks. Maybe don't move too far, though. Second, third pick and then build the team around him so you have a strong team around him because that's how championship teams are built. You have great foundational pieces. We talk about how the Houston Texans are building. They have the tackle, the the corner, the, the quarterback, the DN. I mean, that's how you build winning football. So until you build great team around him, I mean, it really doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He can't do it all by himself. I mean, I actually agree with Richard Sherman on so many different levels in this discussion. But I would caution by saying, like, look, at the end of the day, you do need a quarterback. And because they have two picks, this would be one where, okay, if one of those picks and I can get Caleb Williams and I have him, I view him as a starting quarterback for years to come, I probably take pennies on the, the dollar for, for fields, trade him away, get some picks, have my other first round pick and draft, you know, whoever the best or, you know, trade out of that and continue to. And then just I, I the, the idea is that, yes, you want a, a quarterback and a rookie contract and then you want to be able to build the roster around him so that by the time he gets to year four or five and you're legitimately paying him, you have a championship caliber roster. I think you can still do that because because they have two first-round picks, and they're going to be two high first-round picks. Um, some of it would come down to my evaluation of, of Caleb Williams and Drake May. Some would come down to what I could get for those picks. You know, if I can get a couple of first-round picks, well, then that's a completely different calculus. Because now I can get, you know, with first-round picks, it's like a 66% hit rate of you're getting a long-term starter. And what do they need? You know, they, they need help on their uh, on their pass rush. They need better skill position players, which you can get in the draft. You know, you need – their offensive line is decent, but you think well, it can be better. Again, they need kind of everything. It's like walking to a house. You're like, hmm, should we get a new kitchen? Should we get new – take off the wallpaper? Like, or you can just scrape it down to the studs and start over. But I agree with Richard Sherman. The smartest way to build a team is keep your rookie on a rookie contract. The problem is that Justin Fields, at some point, you're going to have to, you know what, or get off the pot, and you're still going to be looking for a, uh, a new quarterback anyway if you have two first-round picks that are both capable of drafting a quarterback and you can get the best guy in the draft. Well, then you, you go and gobble that one up. This is Colin Cowherd talking about Coach Prime in Colorado's program. Deion Sanders loses three commitments after taking a shot at the NCAA's recruiting policy. So, you know, Dion loved recruiting when all the guys were coming to him. But when some started leaving, he said to the NCAA, it's not fair. Once you commit, you shouldn't be uh, flirting around talking to other schools. So, first of all, let's start with this. Dion Sanders is realizing what all Colorado football coaches eventually realize. It's hard to build a great roster in Boulder. The athletic department doesn't have a lot of money and support. And the state does not provide a lot of great high school football players. It was very fun to watch early, but Colorado finished 4-8, and 1-8 eight, and eight in the Pac-12, and blew a 29-0 lead against awful Stanford. You guys are banging on Lincoln Riley. Deion Sanders didn't win enough. 
But I will say this in support of him. I thought September Dion Colorado was great. It was new. It was fresh. It was fun. I don't regret for a second leaning into it. I like new stuff. They were the most watched team in college football for five weeks. I, I don't think Colin's kind of lost on this in, in regards to why Colorado. Colorado's not having decommitments from kids in Colorado. The, the problem was that, and I don't know with each individual decommitment exactly what happened, but like, let's be honest. They're 4 0, and they walked around like they were arrogant as fuck. Everybody else was wrong. We know what we're doing. We're going to take college football by storm. And then they got smacked around a little bit. And then they fell apart. But in the process of it, Dion also demoted his offensive coordinator, and their offense was the best thing about him. Right? Like Sean Lewis was a head coach and became his offensive coordinator. It was doing a good job. Then he demoted him. And, and now, um, you know, his recruiting coordinator is, is gone as well. You know, Tim Brewster's a guy who was heavily recruiting tight ends coach, probably tied to the offensive coordinator as well. You lose those guys, and they've lost mostly people on the offensive side of the ball. It, again, it doesn't what, – what, what you're, we're realizing is it's a lot harder than just, hey, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to smile, and we're going to go get, get dudes. It really is about – some about momentum of the program, some about, how, you know, everybody – it's really hard to keep secrets, what's really going on there. I, I don't think the Shador thing plays as well with other people. Um, and I think all of the, you know, Dion himself kind of came out lost. Couple you know, Last week it was, we're not an ATM. This week it's, you know, if you really like Colorado football, best thing you can do is invest in our NIL. Like, what you, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. It's just hard. These flip jobs are really, really hard. It takes time. And USC is the perfect example. They flipped it, and they were good to go and got to the Pac-12 championship game. But then the reasons the previous staff was, you know, on the hot seat and was so average for so long ultimately, you know, plays out. We're all blaming Lincoln Riley for not building a defense. Like, look, they had a budget. They went out and got Caleb Williams, got a couple star offensive players, did the best they could, and they, you know, they polished a turd a little bit. Colorado tried to do the same thing. The problem is now the rules have changed a little bit in that when you take guys from the portal and it's, you're their second home, they become your guys and your APR, and it's hard to run, them, run a second group of guys off. And that's what they ran everybody off from last year. Now you're going to run these guys off? That's the real hard part. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's find out who or what's annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. That I'm, I think I'm kind of, I'm coming around on. Um, I, I've always stated that, like, I think it's a part of your salary as a professional athlete to just ignore the noise and not react to it. That that's a part of being a professional. And I think I, I think I'm coming back the other way on this because uh, last night Russell Westbrook got into it with somebody in the front row at his game. Um, Shaq Lawson of the Bills got into it with an Eagles fan on on Sunday. Uh, this is what. Russell Westbrook said about his confrontation with the fan last night. It's unfortunate, you know, fans think they can say whatever they want. You know, I'm not going to say it now because it's not appropriate, but um, I'm just protecting myself. Um, That's about it. You know what I'm saying? Too much else I can explain on that, but just unfortunate fans think they can get away with saying anything, and I won't. Personally, I won't allow it. I've took a lot of you know, people saying anything and, you know, getting away with it, but uh, I won't stand for it. And then Shaq Lawson, uh, Shaq Lawson said on his Instagram account that before the game started yesterday, there was a fan behind our bench who was making life-threatening remarks towards us and our families. We asked the Philadelphia security to remove the fan, but he was allowed to stay in the game. Eventually, our emotions boiled over. I made a mistake. Um, I just think that things are getting worse fans are getting more empowered to say shit you know we all have our first amendment we all have the right to say whatever we want but i also think that you uh also face consequences for your words and how you say them and what you say and i guess being thinking you're masked by this unspoken thing where if an athlete goes after you uh, I guess you could sue for a bunch of money. I, To me, it's getting worse. I don't know what the fix is, but I'm annoyed by it. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more pro-athlete on this than I ever have been before. Um, well, the, the, the easy fix, and, and it, it sucks that Philadelphia did not remove the fan. For Russell Westbrook, complete mistake in live game action. All you have to do is go to the official during a dead ball, point out who you want out, and they take him out. That, that's the easy thing. Take them out. You don't even have to be non-confrontational. That one, that one. Goodbye. 
And so, so I, I actually will push back on the side with the athlete. On the other hand, you are right. It does get, it has gotten worse. And the progression of it was, it started with message board guy. It went to social media guy and frankly, barstool guy. And I understand Barstool's business model. I'm not telling you it doesn't work, okay, that there isn't, but it feeds the lowest possible common denominator, like the the lowest possible denominator. You can say whatever the fuck you want with no repercussions. You can make shit up when you're a host. You can say shit about people that like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't say that again. Like this is what happens when you amplify it by making it mainstream. And that's what's happened. And so now a fan between the message board and social media, um, you know, every coach should be fired. Every player is a piece of shit. You're allowed to say whatever you want. But that's where it comes from. And I, I think the only way to, like, the, the Detroit, the uh, Indiana Pacers were the one, right, that's the old Bill Burr comedy deal on the Malice of the Palace, which is, you know, for years people said, hey, come up here. They came up there and dudes were wiping out whole rows of people. Ron Artest is wiping out rows of people with one punch. But that doesn't work either. The only way it works is if Russell Westbrook would have just calmly gone over and said, that one, that one, Goodbye. They're, they don't even have – there's no, like, argument. There's no defense. There's no trial. Just on your ticket, it says you can be removed if we want to. So that's what should have happened in Philadelphia. That's what should have happened in L.A. Do I think that athletes are too sensitive? Of course. But part of the reason they're so sensitive is that guys will say things that they would never say out loud previously. There's something interesting brewing at ESPN. And it's over this uh, Josh Giddy thing. Uh, for those that don't know, the NBA is investigating um, an incident or a picture or a series of pictures with Josh Giddy, NBA, uh, what was he, a forward for the for the Thunder? Mm-hmm. Um, with with uh, a woman or a girl age undetermined. It's an investigation. But um, Stephen A., has been, I guess, getting it from his fans. Like, why aren't you weighing in on this? Uh, Des Bryant called out Malika Andrews for why were you so quick to, uh, to you know, go after Brandon Miller at the NBA draft, but you haven't said a word about Josh Giddy, and he kind of made it a black and white thing. Um, Stephen A. spoke on his podcast today. Who made it a black and white thing? Uh, Des Bryant. Des Bryant went on Twitter and at Malika Andrews is black. Malik Andrews is, yes. And he says, I, I beg you to make this a black or white thing. Uh, these people are fucking stupid. Yeah. And I, I love Des, but he's fucking stupid on this shit. Um, like, look, here, here's the deal. You can't talk about shit. Like, you can't talk about rumors when you're on ESPN and you're the host. Okay? I mean, and just, you, you want full candor. The girl who's the high school girl in question is a, has been a friend of my daughter's. Okay, so the reason I haven't felt empowered because I there's so much I don't know. You can't talk about shit you don't know about when you're a host. And oh yeah, by the way, they're like, why did you talk about Brandon Miller that way? Well, a couple things. One, somebody was actually murdered. That was actually a case. And secondly, they 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 completely stepped in their foot because they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about last year and looked like idiots. So we're supposed to look like idiots and talk about some shit we're not supposed to talk about a second consecutive year? Are we the dumbest fucking human beings on earth? 
If you make a mistake last year talking out of your ass about something you don't know about, that's an actual court case. Why would you say you should have the same energy this year about talking about it? That's just dumb. Just dumb. That's what's going on at ESPN. Is they're in cover their ass mode. They're in you can't talk about it because we don't know what's what. We can't speculate and talk about rumors about whether or not a player was with an underage girl. We have no idea. You can't go with internet, Twitter speculation. The only thing you can go with is the Oklahoma City Thunder seem confident enough in whatever he's told them that they're still playing him. Right? If they thought something was up, something was that the, the, the hammer was coming down from the NBA, they would not be playing. That is a very conservative organization. But that, that's my pushback on people being criti- critical of Malika Andrews. And, of course, you know, people have to go to the race card. Like, this has nothing to do with anything other than not wanting to step on your, step on your tongue and say something stupid where your whole company can get sued for talking out of your ass about shit you don't know about. Yeah, Des Bryant's uh, exact Twitter words were, I advise you not to make this black, a, a black or white thing. I advise you not to make this a black or white thing. Your parents really raised you wrong, and just because you went to a private school don't make you better. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, Des, what are you talking about? Like, seriously, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, she's not talking about it because she's not talking about it because she's only going to say what she's allowed to say. She works for Disney. It's just I, 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 I can't even with people who don't understand how the world actually works. I think I think it's funny the um, the sound I was going to play with Stephen A is that he keeps referring to himself in the third person. That was what I hear. was going to yeah, go ahead. Now, let me say this to all of y'all out there who've been clamoring for me to touch on this subject. Y'all getting on my last damn nerves. Could you try to be responsible? Could you try? That's all I'm asking. What you want Stephen A to say? Oh, man, when you ask Stephen A, if this was a brother, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If it was a brother, I would have treated it with the same level of sensitivity. This man, Josh Giddy, is currently being investigated by the National Basketball Association, the NBA, over allegations that he was having a relationship with a minor. We don't know who she was. We don't know how old she was. He's 21. We don't know how old she is. We don't know anything. We know there's an investigation going on. That's all we know. We don't know anything else. You know why Stephen A. hasn't said anything? Because you could get sued, idiots. You don't just go out there running your damn mouth over something this serious. Something, a, a, a fight that took place on a basketball court? Sure. Allegations where the alleged victim is identified? Sure. Where the specification of the crime is illuminated? Sure. But this clamoring to comment about something with no information, no definitive facts, you can't do it. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. So he basically mirrored what you you had said. So my annoying part of this aspect is that he referred to himself in the third person twice in that that rant. 
uh, you you have you think Des Bryant's the annoying part of this, which is very warranted. Um, and then what was the third one? Uh, yeah, NBA fans or just sports fans in general feeling more empowered than ever. Pick between those three. Mm, NBA fans being more empowered than ever. Super, super. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. This is when um, the official team um, social media ru- ruins this segment. They they kept uh, bleeping this out. So I'm just going to say it. Austin Reeves after a... Uh, was that a 44-point beatdown from 76ers? Yeah. He says, they beat the shit out of us. That's it, because we can. They beat the shit out of us. Yep. I love it. It's honest. It's real. And every once in a while, you're going to take an ass whooping. Um, the, the only odd thing about this whole deal is I'd like to not make a huge deal about it, except that when LeBron makes a big deal about it and says the changes need to be made, my my uh, my attention. I, I I pay more attention. If that makes any se- sort of sense, I'm like, hmm, that's really really interesting. Why can we play that for you, or say that to you? Because we can. Okay, sir. The bet is to you. It's time for the pick of the day. Pick of the day here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's go to college hoops, shall we? Uh, We got some interesting intersectional matchups today. Interesting intersectional matchups. The one that I'm most intrigued by is uh, this matchup between Kentucky and Miami. Remember, Miami went to the Final Four last year. They don't have their entire roster back. They have some changes Right, um, uh, but Norchad Ormir is back. I mean, he's averaging 16 a game. Nigel Pack, who of course um, he transferred in from Kansas State, he's back. Poplar Wuga uh, is a six foot five wing. He's averaging 18 a game. They have Matthew Cleveland comes in from Florida State, and they're taking on a Kentucky team, which I think some, several people are surprised by. Right, and that their only loss of the year is against Kansas, but that's the only really kind of talented team they played all year. It's not that I'm convinced that Kentucky is going to lose this game, although not dumb to throw some money in the money line. But it's a six-and-a-half-point line. Six-and-a-half-point line? Hmm. I'm going to take Miami. That's my pick of the day. Hope you enjoyed the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the Daily Doug Gottlieb Show. You can check it out in podcast form. Download it wherever you downloaded this one. Or tune in live, foxsportsradio.com, iHeartRadio app, or on your Fox Sports Radio affiliate. It starts at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific every day. I'm Doug Gottlieb. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.